The Chicago Cubs have a new team manager. Craig Council of the Milwaukee Brewers will replace the popular David Ross. The Athletic reports that Council will be the highest paid manager in Major League Baseball. Here with an update is Cheryl Ray Stout, WBEZ sports contributor. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Sasha. What was your reaction to this? Stunning. This was a stunning move, but it was an interesting move because they had to act fast. Uh, Craig Council was a going to be a free agent on November 1st. A couple of teams had already asked permission from the Brewers to you know, talk to him and interview him. That was the Guardians and the Mets. But the Cubs waited till after November 1st because then he was a free agent, and they talked to him, snatched him up. And then the interesting thing is Jed Hoyer flew down to Tallahassee, Florida, to tell David Ross in person on Sunday what was happening. Mm. Wow. Oh, my goodness. A lot of people thought that Council was going to stay in Milwaukee or join the Mets, right? Any inkling at all that this could happen? No, there is none. And in fact, when we talked to Jed Hoyer, the team president at the end of the Cubs season, they were, you know, okay with David Ross. He had a one year left on his contract, then an option year. So it looked like that was going to stand pat. But Sasha, uh, Craig Council is one of the best managers in baseball. He is one of those players, former players, managers that analyzes things well, doesn't need always to have analytics. He really knows the ball ball game well. He's a good tactician. So this is a good move. All right, so we'll dig into talking about them both, but I, I want to go back to talking about the now outgoing manager of the Cubs, mm-hmm. David Ross. I mean, as you said, wow, right? Yeah. What surprising news here. I mean, going back to the beginning, I mean, he was a player for the team, right. was he not? Won the World Series with him. Wow. And, and uh, Chairman Tom Ricketts, says, quote, he's a great manager. He creates a great clubhouse culture. The players love playing for him, end quote. So I'm curious. I mean, if he's so well-liked, Cheryl, why is management getting rid of him? He was a good manager, but he isn't on the par of Craig Council. And, and the reason why I say that, if, you know, he did create a good culture in the, in the clubhouse. No bones about that. That is absolutely the truth. But there was times that he, at the last three weeks of the season, he really made some questionable moves, and they were in the postseason race, and then they fell out of it. And a lot of it has to do with the way he managed his bullpen and his pitchers. So that was falls on him, and also the way he constructed sometimes his lineups. Mm. So, you know, if, if you have uh, any type of vulnerability, that was it for him, as opposed to the new manager that's going to come in. Yeah. The Athletic reports that uh, sometimes his in-game tactics were questionable. Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of it fell fell to bench coach Andy Green. Right. And, and Andy Green, you know, he's a former manager, too. So, he, you know, there's a lot of things he did. Sometimes, you know, especially when you never managed before, we have to say that, and even though he's managed for the last few years, but there's something about going through the ranks of that. You know, he went from the broadcast booth into the dugout. Yes, he was a catcher, you know, and catchers usually have the smarts when it comes to managers, but sometimes there's some things you miss. And the other thing, Sasha, these days, most front offices kind of tell the few managers what to do, what the lineup should be. They, they kind of engineer a lot of things. And so, you know, if you're not strong enough to rebel against that, mm. then you fall prey to it when it doesn't work. So, I mean, he started off as a rookie manager in 2020, which shortened his season. Talk about how you think that part of things impacted his tenure. Like, I mean, was he able to accomplish what he was hired to do? 
Well, you know, he won the Central Division that year. Of course, we have to remember, that was a COVID year. It was only 60 games. Um, they did not win any playoff games. So you got to put that into perspective. But what the team had decided to do going forward was they decided to get rid of their big-name players. Remember, they got rid of Chris Bryant. They got rid of Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez. You know, they got rid of all those players. And so what he was handled was a team that was going to go through a rebuild. And the team was doing a rebuild. And so what happened is it was it was going okay, and then this the last off season was they decided to go even you know to push further to you know actually not that they wouldn't call it a rebuild but it was, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but they signed some good solid free agents and there was some success with that and so what's happening right now unfortunately for David Ross is they decided well we got to go even better we think that they they think that they can really accomplish more next year. So this is similar to what happened to Ricky Renteria in 2014. Mm, okay. He only made one year, one year, and he gets fired because guess what happened? Joe Madden became available. So it's a similar situation where they want somebody that can take him from A to B to C. Yeah. Uh, strictly business, it sounds like. Um, what are you hearing from players about this uh, decision to uh, to get rid of Ross? Well, the only ones we've heard from is Milwaukee Brewers, and they were completely stunned by it, stunned. But there's no doubt that the the Cub players are going to be happy about this, for, for you know, as far as the manager goes. But they all had ties to David Ross. So I know that they're going to have mixed feelings. There's no doubt about that because it's very hard because you spend 162 games together. And during that time, you build bonds, and they did with him. But now they're going to do it with a new coach. And, you know, the other th- aspect is they're going to have to deal with a new uh, coaching staff because that has to come into play here. And, to, you know, what's interesting, yesterday when they made the announcement, there was also the first day of free agency. So free agency is coming into play for players now. So there's going to be a whole lot of things going on with the Cubs in yeah. the next few days. So what do you think Ross's legacy will be? That he was the good soldier. Uh, he took over a team that from a popular manager and Joe Madden. He dealt with a lot of adversity because the COVID years were really difficult. 2020 and 2021 were not easy years. But, you know, he, 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 did, he did the job he was handed, but they didn't think he could do more than what he did. I want to transition to talking more about Craig Council, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, like Ross, also a player. Would you say that he transitioned better from player to manager? Well, you have to know a little bit about his background. His father was in the front office of Milwaukee Brewers when he was growing up. So he had that. He played baseball at Notre Dame College. So he's got that connection to the Midwest. He played 16 years in the major leagues, won two championships as a player with the Florida Marlins and with uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then he came back to Milwaukee and he played as a player there. So he's got this long background. And before he actually manage he actually worked in the brewers front office so he's got this full resume of baseball experience Mm -hmm. and that's why people think so highly of him because he's got he's got a very analytical mind but also has the players touch so talk more about his record managing the brewers though because that's what's really going to count here as he transitions to chicago Right. He's, he was manager for the last nine years, and in the, he went to the playoffs five for the last six years. He had a record of 707 wins and 625 losses, the most wins in Brewers history as a manager. So he has that under his belt. And the thing is, we have to also include when we talk about Milwaukee Brewers, 
They have a limited payroll. They, they never spent money on players like the Cubs have and will do. So that makes a big difference for a manager because he did a lot with what people can, would consider not the, the most uh, strong um, lineup and roster. Mm, I see. So what's it going to mean then to have counsel with the Cubs? What, what do you think he's bringing overall to our team? Well, he's bringing um, he's bringing the experience of somebody that is solid with his uh, decision making. He's bringing a former player that understands a lot of the games, just similar to David Ross in that regard. Uh, all the players that we've known that, about the Brewers, they loved playing for him. Um, and, and the other thing is he understands analytics, but he doesn't live by it. And that's a change. He's also coming as a very, the highest paid manager in baseball, yeah. Sasha. He's going to make $40 million in, in the next five years, $8 million a year. Yeah. Not bad cash. What do you mean there about, you know, just not living by analytics? Explain your thoughts there. What has happened in baseball, the front offices have people that do all these analytics about, you know, this is the way it works for a player. This is the way you, you this is how you address everything. And sometimes that's fine. Analytics is fine. You have to look at the numbers, it's fine. But sometimes, especially in baseball, you have to go by what you see, what you feel, what, you know, you have to know a little bit more about the meat of what's going on in a game and the players. And, and when you, and you're, you have to act in the moment. You can't always sit there and go, okay, what's the numbers here, number there? You have to act in the moment. And that's something like, you know, like a, like a Craig Council can do. Mm, I see. You know, it, it, and that's, that's what's lost because in, in the last several years, we've been seeing more about analytics. And the front offices have, have been really, and almost every team, have been taken over what happens in the dugout. And that's kind of a strange uh, situation. You mentioned briefly that $40 million contract. I mean, what do you make of that? Well, you know, he's setting the bar. And, and that's something because it, it's flipped. Uh, the money was going towards the people in the front office for what they did, not to the, the manager in the dugout. So they, you know, so that's going to be interesting going forward to see how many, you know, the better managers in, in the game is going to get the money that they should be getting. Yeah. Is the goal here another shot at the World Series? Yes, absolutely. And today's the first day of the general managers meetings in Arizona. Although the Cubs made the big news yesterday, we're going to hear a lot of noise, wow. a lot of situations going on with trade and free agent signings. We're going to hear an awful lot about that. And so the Cubs wanting this this deal with Craig Council means that they are going for it in the next year. They're not going to say, well, maybe a couple of years. They're going to try next year to be in the postseason and to be able to prosper in the postseason. Can, I can just imagine how all of those general managers meetings began today. <laughs> Right, Cheryl? Oh, I used to go to those, and I, they didn't know who I was. I used to sit and listen and hear all the stuff. Go, I heard about trades before anybody else did. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's that's some cool access, for sure. Um, so do we know how much of the Cubs coaching staff is, is going to remain intact? We don't know. Um, it would be interesting to see if he keeps Tommy Hadovy, the pitching coach. Um, you know, Andy Green, we hear that some of his people, he wants to bring some of his people from Milwaukee, but uh, Milwaukee may want to, you know, try to hire maybe his bench coach to stay there. So it's going to be interesting to see how all that shakes out. Yeah. But that's what will be happening in the next, you know, that's what he will have to do in the next few days, few weeks before the, they get going back in the January and February. Well, I mean, you used to be in all those those top meetings, Cheryl. I mean, what, what do you predict <laughs> he'll do? 
I, I think he's going to try really hard to get his bench coach to come with him, and, and though he's you know wants may want to stay there because he he, he has to from fill Milwaukee, it up. you mean from Milwaukee? Yeah, mm-hmm. get him from Milwaukee to come with him because you you really want to have somebody that you are comfortable with and somebody that knows you. And he used to be his his head coach at Notre Dame, oh, so, so they've worked together for quite absolutely. some time. Absolutely. So, so you have that bond there, and that's really important to somebody fresh at, in a new, new place. Remember, he's going from Milwaukee, and Milwaukee's a wonderful city. But you go from Milwaukee to Chicago, to Wrigley Field, to the Cubs. You're talking about a huge stage that he's going to be on, and I think he's the type of um, manager that can handle any type of pressures. But you never know until you get your feet in the dugout yeah. what it's really going to be like. So what's the timeline here? I, I've read it, he's coming in, heading into 2024. Mm-hmm. What, what does that actually mean? When does he start? Well, he, he actually, he's, they're going to have an introductory um, session with us next week. So he basically really will be starting right away. Oh, wow. Um, you know, the, the season starts in, you know, actually in March. Spring training, you know, people get there in the spring training facilities in uh, February. But he'll be starting right away. He will be available to us next week, so we'll be able to hear more from him on his plans. I see. What about Ross? Do we know his next move? Wow. You know, he has a year of his contract. He could, you know, he could just sit home for that year in Florida if he wants. He does have. He has young kids, and he, but you know, this has to hurt. This really has to hurt. You know, he did. He was in the uh, ESPN booth. You know, he did games. Um, he actually was in the Cubs front office before he actually took over the job. So, I mean, there's a lot of avenues for him to go. Yeah. But I can imagine this really stings because, you know, there was a lot of openings. But this was the first time where a job, this, you know, this offseason, where it was a, a manager in place being fired for, for a new manager. Real quick, anything else you're keeping your eye on? Well, I got that going on. Uh, got the White Sox too will be uh, will be hearing about some moves for them. They have to fill out their pitch their their coaching staff. So between those two teams, and I'm covering the Cubs. Oh, you'll I'm be busy. The Blackhawks, the Blackhawks, the Bulls, and the Bears play Thursday night. Oh wow, Cheryl raced out WBEZ sports contributor. Thank you so much. Thank you.